This is an AMI podcast. Hey everybody, it's Friday, it's the 10th of March 2023. I'm Stephen Scott. Coming up today, we're joined by special guest Michael Babcock, and we're talking all about WhatsApp on the PC and Mac. You're listening to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Ba-bow, ba-da-ba-bow. Sean Priest, how are you? Ba-da-ba-bow. I feel like okay, Seinfeld like, sitting here. All right, calm down. Hello, I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Stephen? <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, you know what, I kind of chilled out a bit since yesterday. Well, that's because it's Friday today. That's yeah. why. I'm Start ramping of the down the heat. To wrap yes. it up again on Monday. <laughs> yes, okay. You can't hate twenty four seven. Well done, you. Oh, Got I don't to take know a about break. that. I am Scottish. I can oh, see yeah, true. for a long time. Yeah, it okay. was forty two years and counting. I think. <laughs> uh, yes, forty two this year. Can you believe that? Forty two. I'm Jeez. fifty this year, Stephen Scott. 50. Oh, you're can you believe so that? Old. I am. Yes. Thanks. Do you ever well, remember this, when you were a kid? This is a right? great start to the weekend. <laughs> I'm so depressed. Do, do you remember when you were a kid, right? And, you, and someone no. would say to you, oh, you know, or you'd find out someone was 25. And you'd be like, oh, you're so old. So, so old. I'm I know. so old. And you think now, 25, I would, yeah, I don't pay any money possible. I'd remove my fingernails to get back to that age. <laughs> Just be like, yes, please, take to get me back, back to that, that time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, well, yeah, 25 is about us. Yeah, let's just not even go there on that one. <laughs> Ah, dear. One day I will One day I will reach my uh, baby weight again. Yeah, okay. What was it? 17 stone. Yeah, listen, uh, so it's interesting. I was reading Twitter last night because, you know, I like to do that. And uh, it's funny because people on Twitter, oddly enough, don't like people who tell them they shouldn't be on Twitter. I was interested. It's just, I, came, I swear to you, my phone is listening to our conversations Uh-oh. because it actually picked up on clearly picked up on what we were talking about yesterday. And uh, I, I saw an article from some whining person saying, you know, oh, well, you're, you're part of the problem if you're still on Twitter. You're part of the problem. And, you know, I read a few comments because I knew I could imagine what the comments were going to be. But I saw a lot of interesting comments from people, things like, look, I've built a business on here, or, you know, I'm a content creator. This is where the market is. This is where the people are. And another comment I saw, which was interesting, is, and I kind of made a point about this yesterday, but I think it was more eloquently put on Twitter, was um, that a lot of people, you know, this is the only place you'll get a lot of people to see your content, you know, because, yes, there are other platforms out there, and yes, even Facebook is one, I suppose, but there's nothing really out there that has, and this has been the case for months now, nothing's developed that is that virtual town hall or that virtual town square or virtual world, essentially, that you can go, you can place content on and lots of people have access to it. That's the that's the problem at the moment because Mastodon hmm. isn't that. It is not well, that. I know it is to some Twitter extent. Nor was Twitter at the very beginning. It's, it, it, Mastodon is to some extent, but it's still within its own world. And one thing I didn't say about Mastodon yesterday, uh, well, two things I didn't mention. One is irony. No, irony. That's ridiculous. Ivory. <laughs> That would be good, actually, if it was called Ivory. Uh, Ivory for the iPhone is uh, now has its own built-in sign-up process. So instead of having to go through whatever you did before to get to Mastodon, you know, through some guy with a funny hat or whatever it was, yes. then you you now can just use the Ivory app uh, on the and iPhone. do it in-app. And just do it in-app and sign up. I, I assume you choose your server that way as well, and that's yeah. the bit that always confuses me a bit but okay you can do that and then you can end up on mastodon which is kind of cool if you choose to go down that route Uh, but the other thing i didn't say about mastodon was you know actually when i think about it people complain about elon musk oh no but hasn't mastodon just created a whole bunch of mini musks because they control the content right people control the server if you say something they don't like they can kick you off they They can can reprimand you they can block you they can see your direct messages they can you know all that stuff's in there yeah. So, that, you know, what's the difference? Oh, right. really? Have you, have you finished? Uh, I think I should be finished. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I thought I was on mute then. I, I thought, hang on, can he hear me? He's on a rant already. You just said it's Friday. No rants. I didn't say no rants. Oh, sorry. No, uh, I never no, said okay. that. Sorry. Um, okay. I'm not mentioning anything else. No, that. Okay. 
And nice. can I also say, just to pick up on one more thing, can I just say, oh. I'm not a fan of Elon Musk at all. If people think that staying on Twitter is some kind of hooray for Elon Musk, are you kidding hooray me? Hooray for Elon Musk. I want Musk. Elon out of there. But I want the I platform to continue. Because I think there's it's great. Re- there's a reason he spent $44 billion on it, or even showed interest in the beginning, if, like me, you think he was actually forced to go through with the purchase in the end. But um, it is a very very big platform to have. There, there's a reason he showed interest in it because it is a huge platform. Yeah. So for people who have built up a business using it, then absolutely leaving it is a big deal. And, and not just business, but following. I mean, that's the thing for me. I was saying that yesterday. You know, I, I, so many, I mean, I've, I don't have millions of followers, but I have a lot of followers who have taken the bother, you know, including all the bots, to, uh, you know, bother <laughs> to follow me. And, you know, I want to be there for those people. And those Even robots. the bots don't follow me. No, that's that's a sad indictment. I have I to say, that's a sad indictment. It's actually bad when a bot unfollows you. That's when you know <laughs> things are going in trouble. horribly wrong. Yeah, we're not far off. Um, shall we welcome our special guest to the show? I say special guest status is given oh. to people who come on the whole show as opposed to just a segment of the show. So that is the special guest oh, segment. Right. That's the you definition. See? Thanks that is for the that. definition, yes. Uh, Michael Babcock is with us, a regular voice on Kelly and Ramia on the that other show. And um <laughs> oh. Wow. What? Happy Friday again. What was that? What was that little snort you did what? almost? It wasn't a snort. I was breathing. Oh, That's my right. nose. Well, That's my it. sleep apnea kicking in. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Michael Babcock, how are you? What I am intro. doing well. I was, I was waiting. Yeah, I know. I, I appreciate the intro. I was waiting. Hopefully he'd bring me in a little bit earlier so I could share something about Mastodon because a couple of weeks ago on another podcast I was on, not Double Traitor. Tap, not Kelly and Roman. I, 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 I tell people I have commitment issues and my wife doesn't like that. <laughs> anyway, so I uh, was on well, Mastodon and uh, we won't talk about that. Let's keep moving. And uh, I, apparently someone from the post that I post on Mastodon, which is really promoting content that I'm on, reported me to the server admin. Now, I know the server admin. You guys had him on the show a couple months ago, Michael Doys. Um, so he was able to te- to look at my post and be like, Michael's not doing anything wrong. But they went oh. back and they they, they <sighs> flagged like 10 of my posts as spam. And when he told me that on the podcast I was on with him, I said, you know, that's, that's the concern that we have. There's all this uh, attention on Elon Musk running Twitter, but Twitter's public. So what Twitter does is shared with the general public. What Mastodon does, if they don't like the way that you're talking and they go block your server, you might not even know that and just think, oh, Stephen just got off Mastodon and isn't posting anymore when that content was blocked based on what the admin of that server thought you should see. Yeah, and it's it's all individual people making that decision. There's no real control over it. There's no, because it's decentralized. Yep. So you end up with mini musks everywhere. What that sounds so cute. I want a mini musk. Oh, what a mini musk as well. You can just you can just move to another server though, can't you? I mean it's not like one server can kick you off right. the entire platform. But what happens to your what do they call it? Toots. What happens to your previous toots? Do they go do they come with you or do they disappear? That's ridiculous. So, so I believe your toots will come with you, but if ah, I'm running ah, a server ah. and Steven upsets me on his double tap show, he will. is there will is happen, there yes. something to stop me from going in and just deleting Steven's account without even telling him? I don't know if that's doable, oh. and I think that's something to be well, concerned about. Yeah, because yeah. can a server admin go delete someone? I know they can disable your access or change your password, so you can't get access to your content anymore. Uh, whereas, again, if Twitter or Facebook did something like that, as we all know, we will hear about it in the news. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, that's for sure, because there's no shortage of... There seems to be... Pl- actually, I, actually, I say there's no shortage. There's no shortage of other news at the moment. It seems everyone wants to talk about Elon Musk, including me. Um, yes. And other people, you know, no, other, well, people, other people well, keep bringing it up. This is your show, and you're, you're kicking it off with Elon. I'm just saying. I well, it's my show, him. you're right. Exactly. It's my show, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. Um, so, All look, right. I want to... <laughs> Before we get into our topic today, which is really all around WhatsApp, and, and Michael, you are a mine of information, honestly. Every, can we come on here and just got like three stories before we even start? And I'm like, okay, right, I, I need to get my head around this. But there's so much to talk about. You're actually going to be back with us next week to talk about Backblaze uh, for the Mac and also LaunchBar on the Mac. Now, I bought LaunchBar, I think. I feel like I'm sitting, you know you, what I feel you like? You posted on Twitter, you did. 
I know. I, I, well, I, I'm, that, do you know what? Maybe I should use Twitter for that reason because I sometimes forget the things I've bought for your memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Okay, <laughs> tweets for my memory. Because honestly, sometimes I'll, I'll, I, I was downloading an app the other day and it said, "Oh, you've already bought this." I was like, "Really? Have I? When did I buy this?" I had no Ten idea. Years ago, never used it. <laughs> exactly. So you know, for that reason, uh, yeah, it's good to know that I've got a, <laughs> some trail somewhere online for that purpose. Um, but you know, it, it's it's interesting. So you know, you've been talking about a lot of different apps. LaunchBar being one of them, I'm very keen to learn more about that. So you're going to join us about that next week. Another app, which I think a lot of people are going to pay attention to, you talk about, is RIM, which is Remote Incident Manager. Now, this has been a PC app for a while, right? And it's coming to, or has come to the Mac? So this has been a PC app since September. September, August, uh, August, September, officially. Now, RIM's been around for several years, and I'll do a little bit of actual uh, preparation before next week's show. So How dare I, you? I can get. Some, I know. I got. I got to. I got to one up you there, Sean. Got to. Got to one up, Sean. <laughs> do a little bit of research. <laughs> uh, so under the bus. It's. It's. It's because I already threw Stephen <laughs> under the bus. Oh, it's enough. been around for several years, but it was more aimed at enterprise customers, and now RIM is available for consumers and uh, people who are just that IT person either as your job or as the person in your family who knows enough about technology. It was only available for Windows to Windows. And yesterday, um, two days ago, they announced the Mac version of RIM. And they they promised it for spring. And it's not quite spring. So they hit that goal. And I look forward to talking more about it and LaunchBar. I love LaunchBar. Okay. um, Regarding RIM, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing that always throws me whenever you're using any of these kind of applications that allow you to remote into another machine. So if I'm on a Mac and I mm-hmm. log into a PC, I can do that, right? I can, yep. right. So I've logged into that. I've now I'm now into the PC, and I can control it the same way. I mean, yep. for example, let's say it's running. I mean, it could run anything, couldn't it? It could run Narrator. It could run NVDA. Let's Jaws say it on doesn't even end. have a screen reader on it, and that's what's exciting because you don't even have to have Narrator or NVDA running. And when you launch it, when REM detects there's not a screen reader running, it will launch an instance of NVDA that's included in REM. So you, as the controlling party, will then be using NVDA on the computer. Which means if you're supporting a IT or a staff, and you're an IT person, the staff doesn't even need to know that they're talking to a blind IT person because wow. they won't won't hear the screen reader only you will wow how cool and that is that? huge that is it amazing is. yeah because yeah. i'm thinking right okay so the other machine would have to be set up and all you know the usual right but yeah no well that no, is they just incredible. go to rim uh rim app i forget the exact website again i'll do further research and let you know for sure next time but they just go to the rim app download the rim app like you would team viewer and then you as the initiating party give them hey use Double tap, for example, as the keyword. Hmm. And then uh, Sean would enter double tap, and then Stephen would be controlling his computer. I know, scary. Don't worry about it. But yep. uh, Stephen would be I controlling like Sean's computer. And then the, the cool thing about it is, is let's say... Uh, you know, Mark has to control Steven's computer, for example. Um, he can use that same keyword as well because that keyword's only valid until the other party enters the keyword. So it's, it's kind of cool. I really like it. I, the only question I have around that is the keyboard itself, because I know my own experience of trying to, especially trying to use another Mac, <laughs> you know, you end up with the, the hassle of trying to work out which which screen reader is talking uh, on which machine. How do you figure all that out? So um, it's funny. I, I tested this with Damasi uh, the other day for Mac to Mac. And, and, that, and that's Damasi Thomas, right? The, yep. Your co-host on the other yep. podcast yep. on Mute Presents. Yep. Uh, just, well, I, I Mute Presents. People don't know. Hold on, I'm in too many podcasts, even. So he's my this. co-host on Technically Working. <laughs> Unmute Presents, Marty is my co-host. So you gotta give him straight. Oh. How many podcasts are you now on? Should we combine uh, all these podcasts? Yeah, yeah, one of these days. I run technically two two different hey it is you know are, are you proposing something there steven is there no, money involved well, I'm proposing i get money i'm not I don't ah, you. okay you can, okay so demasi and i were using demasi and i were using rim <laughs> and i could not hear my screen reader because it stopped like once i was controlling his computer my screen reader stopped talking there is a keystroke mm. to get back to your local machine if you have to right. but what threw me off for a minute is if people didn't know you can go into system settings or system preferences on the mac go to the keyboard setting and i use an external 
external iClever cheap keyboard um, that isn't Bluetooth. It's pow- it connects via a dongle. But my command and option keys, in my opinion, are in the wrong spot. So you can go into the keyboard setting and swap those two keys around. Well, when you do a remote session, all of a sudden your keys are swapped back to what the default was. So my command key is where my option key normally is, and that can throw <laughs> someone off. So just just be aware of that. Ah, definitely. That, that is another. This is another thing. Honestly, I wish I had a notepad of some kind in my brain that I could use well, to jot these the, thoughts down. It's the down. next next time Michael's on. It's not. It's not. No, 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 not about that. Name. Although that's very interesting. I'm very interested <laughs> to learn more about that. But that point you made about the keyboard, I I was mentioning the other day. I have a Logitech G915 keyboard, which I love, and the reason I don't use it, I could use it with my Mac, but the reason I don't is for that exact reason. It's the it must be the control and the, what about the control and option keys. Mm-hmm. Might yeah. actually be option and well, command. Well, usually it's the option way, and command that yeah, are swapped around, that. and you yeah. can go into system preferences and change that. If I'm if I'm feeling nice, I might send you directions on how to do it. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> because then I could use my G915 for everything. Isn't Michael the greatest? Oh, he's amazing. He's a fighting oh, of you, Mr. All knowledge. F. Hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't steal my line. God bless you, Mr. F. I, I, I have a feeling there's a, a fight to the death coming up any minute now, and uh, I think I'm going to lose. So you guys, it's all yours. Um, okay, so yeah, the, we're, we are going to talk more about that in more detail. That is really, really interesting. Um, I want to go to another point, though, that we've been talking, something else we've been mentioning for a while now about Siri. And what feels like Siri is not as good as she or he, depending on how you use it, you know, have has been. It frankly seems not to be as, as great for a lot of people. I mean, dictation isn't great. The results aren't always perfect. And we got this email in, or actually a voicemail in, I should say, from one of our listeners, David, who wanted to share some comments. Hey, Double Tap. It's David Blue from Columbia, Missouri, smack dab in the, uh, the, the center of the U.S., um, hey, and uh, I've been meaning to leave a message uh, for months now. Uh, you guys have become the only technology podcast that I actually enjoy. Uh, oh, wow, which is which is saying a lot. But specifically, um, <laughs> responding to uh, the notion of why has has Siri um, gotten so much worse and. Uh, I'll try to be as, as brief as I can, and none of this is, is stuff I can uh, cite sources on because, of course, Apple Incorporated is the most paranoid organization um, to ever exist. But uh, there used to be a Siri function where you used to be able to say, um, hey, uh, oh, man, what's – you used to be able to use the, the thing that we used to call Siri and then say, show flights overhead. And it was a integration with Wolfram Alpha, I think. Uh, and when that disappeared, I made it my mission to determine why. And um, the answer, and I forget who it was, or at least the best answer I, I got uh, on social media, uh, was that Siri has just had its um, its capabilities intentionally reduced uh, over time. And it, it's not been documented in any way, um, but I don't know. If, I don't know if that actually offers any relief, but it's definitely an intentional thing. Uh, I guess it's it's up to you guys to determine the reasoning. But I hope that helps. I know it helped me a lot because I thought I was going nuts, um, <laughs> and I know that this question of like randomly disappearing Apple capabilities uh, is something that bothers a lot of people. If you do the right search on on, on the <laughs> Reddit, uh, you'll find just a stream of posts of people asking what's going on. Um, I would love it if we could hold Apple Incorporated uh, accountable for that. But yeah, thank you guys for that uh, the length of that message there. But <laughs> um, yeah, cheers. Yeah, no, thank you, David. Really appreciate that, and thanks uh, for getting in touch first time and uh, enjoying the show. Which is nice. Well, I don't know if you said enjoying the show. He said it's the only one he can stand. So that's... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> no, I think the word enjoyment was in there. Enjoy okay, all right. Well, that's that's no, fine. No, we'll, we'll take, we'll take that. We'll yeah, take thank it. you, Dave. Um, I, 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 yeah, but we've got no sources on this, as, as Dave said, right? We don't know they're deliberately rolling back functions. And to be fair, some functions may be rolled back because either they're, you know, they're licensed, like the, the flight. I remember that 
who's flying up ahead or whatever it was up above, I can't remember. And it would tell you the flight number and where it was going and things like that. Well, maybe they don't have access to that source anymore, the licensing, or they thought it wasn't worthwhile to keep paying for that service, that information. Perhaps that's the reason. I don't know. But the fact is, we don't know if they're actually doing that. Um, they are adding more features. You know, we are complaining about how Siri is not great at dictation and other things and sometimes in performance, but they do add features as well. I've noticed that now like when I say message, it'll say, how do you want to message WhatsApp or, or messages? Uh, which I never noticed before. I don't know if that's new, but yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit wary of saying they're deliberately taking away features because we just don't know well, it, the it, reasoning behind it. Yeah, Michael, thoughts on I, this? I, I think they're... I would like to say Apple is moving focus in Siri, not taking things away, because um, assuming you have the, and that's a big assumption, technical know-how to build build out a Siri shortcut, it's very possible that you could easily obtain the data you want with Siri. Steven is the reason that two HomePods have miraculously, HomePod minis, miraculously ended up in my house, because for years I told myself I'm never going to do it, and then you guys had that chat a couple of weeks ago about the the capabilities of HomePod Mini. And then uh, Darcy Bernard does a weekly Siri shortcuts call in ACB community teaching you how to use Siri shortcuts and build things out. And that's re-inspired my desire to be able to go and put stuff together. I'm, I'm all about automating. If, if, if I can do as little amount of work but get stuff done, then I am happy <laughs> because I have other things I'd rather spend my time doing than sending people emails. So that's why I have a, ma- a macro using Keyboard Maestro on the Mac that'll send clients emails when audio is put into their Dropbox folder. And that's super nice. Um, and, and if I can leverage that automation with Siri, um, then Siri may become my, my number one assistant. And then remember, even if Siri is a little difficult to use, going back to that shortcuts thing, you can connect Siri to Google Assistant. So you can use Google Assistant as your assistant while using Siri, though it sounds convoluted. And I'd like to see Apple do something in June with WWDC related to shortcuts and management slash discoverability of shortcuts, because there's a lot available out there in so many different places people don't use. And I think it'd make Siri a lot smarter. Yeah, I have to say, I think the shortcuts thing... I've said this for a while. I've often felt a little bit overwhelmed by the idea of shortcuts. And, you know, it's it's interesting. You go into the app, it all seems to make perfect sense on the face of it. But it's when you try and go and create a shortcut. To me, it's just not logical. And I feel, you know, you know, the company I'd love to get involved in creation or, you know, a way of creating shortcuts, like an app to create them, Rogue Amoeba. I'd love Mm. Rogue Amoeba to build the system that deals with creating shortcuts because those guys know how to create a wizard. So so we can put the blame of shortcuts fully on Apple for it becoming as painful as it is. Because you're right, when you open it up, it looks great. And then you go in to try to build a shortcut and then you have this collapsed half screen card, mm-hmm. whatever. And oh, it's search terrible. For, yeah. When it was Workflow, though, it was a beautiful app before Apple bought them. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I used it all the time when it was Workflow, and it was fantastic. I just find it really confusing. I don't find enough help and documentations. The output from the previous block is the input for the next block, and I get that, and I'm I'm following it through, but there's just not enough documentation or explanation to what, what it's actually looking for. And it never turns out I've tried so many times and I've sort of given up. But um, yeah. This is a problem, do, isn't it? They create great powerful. tools. And it's, they're not unique in this. All companies do this now. I mean, remember the days when you buy a VCR and you'd get a 900-page instruction manual with it. And nowadays you buy an iPhone, which could, you know, essentially you could strap it to a rocket and take yourself to the moon. But, you know, there's no instructions. And but- it's... <laughs> You know, it's just this is a, wild. This is a good fit for chat GPT or Bing, though, because if you know what you want to do, you go drop those inquiries in those chat. I'm I'm do I'm using a lot more Bing than chat GPT now that I have access to it. Mm. And I can go type in what are the steps to create a shortcut that will accomplish this task and give it the task and know it probably won't be perfect the first time, but at least it'll get you started with building a shortcut. Could it build the shortcut for you? I don't think it can, although there are some tools out there like Jelly Cuts, which will allow you to use something like Xcode and actually type up the shortcut instead of having to use the graphical user interface and then send that shortcut to your iCloud account so you can use it. 
I, I don't know what jelly cuts. I've heard of jelly babies because I eat lots of those. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's an American thing or a Canadian thing, but uh, jelly babies can are I, very nice. Can I ask, have you used the open, uh, sorry, the chat GPT uh, Siri shortcut? I have not. And for those who weren't aware, you can you you can go and set that up and you have your own API, which is pretty much your login to use the chat GPT through shortcuts. And that was great. Um, although I will say OpenAI earlier this week released uh, chat GPT API. So it was based on GPT version three for the shortcuts. And now it looks like you have access to the 3.5 API, which is what chat GPT is on, which means you can get more accurate and faster responses. So I might actually start playing with it now. Well, I tried to set that up the other day, the the uh, Apple shortcut for ChatGPT. And obviously you need to put the API key into the shortcut. And I couldn't find anywhere on the, uh, when I logged in, I couldn't find it at all. So I wondered if it was now a subscriber only access to the API. So I wondered you- if that shortcut was still working. You have to go somewhere else than just chat.openai.com to get your uh, key. If that's where you went, I think you have to go to openai.com and log in there. But I haven't tried it, so I'll play with it and maybe maybe follow up with you. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Leave me in the dark. (laughs) All right, right, boys. I am completely confused. I I had lots of letters, lots of numbers. I am amused. But um, you guys know what you're talking about, and that sounds good to me. Uh, Listen, we'll take a short break. We're going to be back talking all about WhatsApp on the PC and Mac. Stay right there. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. I was talking during the break there about, you know, this whole thing on shortcuts. For me, I think they really have to make this and I'm talking Apple here, have to make shortcuts something that is far easier to understand for a newbie. But for me, I mean, just for me, I have no idea. You know, Sean talks about the, you know, if this, then that, and you stick this there and you shove that up that. And that's all wonderful, but I don't have a clue. I'd like to say I've never said that in my life, but okay, <laughs> carry on. But, but that's, that's what I hear in my head, right? I just hear all this nonsense. So it's more think, about you. How can, how can I just make that do that? Like if I drop a file into that folder... How can I tell, you know, Sean that he's done it? And, you know, or, you know, like you were talking about earlier, or, you know, send a message to X or, you know, when I create this folder, email this folder to a bunch of people. Automations that I would use in my day-to-day life. And they seem really simple, but to me, the the gulf between the, the question in my mind and the actual reality of what I would need to get or do, essentially, to create that shortcut is just vast. It's like between me and where you are in Oregano in America. So I had (laughs) mentally had this issue for like ever. And what I have found to be the most useful is take it and work backwards in baby steps. So for example, if I render a file to Alphonic, so for example, I want something to happen when a file is added to my Alphonic folder. So what's the step that I have to take to get the content into that folder? Well, that's going to be to render the project in Reaper. So then I figure out what's the best way to set up Reaper to automate putting these files in the folder that I want them to go to. So that way something else can can be triggered. And working backwards has helped me a lot. It, it takes a lot to wrap your mind around. But if you start with baby steps and you say, I want this one thing to happen when this happens, then start building on that automation. So that way you can easily uh, get it to to the point where now all I have to do is select the tracks, hit render, and then the file's produced, it's put back in Alphonic, and then it's moved to drop to a different Dropbox folder and then an email sent. But I started with, when the file's added to this other Dropbox folder, send the email. Then I said, how can I get this file into there? So I need to have a tool that'll watch the Alphonic folder and then move the file. So it, I think working backwards might help a little bit with grasping concepts. Yeah. Maybe take an actual, like sitting down, taking a note of what the steps are, almost yeah. create the steps first. Even just yep. like simply just with a notepad document, just go through and just. What you're trying to do. Text edit, obviously. It's well, funny your that- problem. You're on Windows with notepad. Yeah, I know. I gave away what I used, right? But that, that seems, it's, it's funny because the automatic suggestions that it gives you almost seem really basic. And then when you go to the other side of it, when you're talking about building the code blocks, it seems really, you know, like they're a thousand miles apart. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, it seems like there should be something in the middle. Like you said, I think a wizard would be a perfect way to do it. But uh, yeah, it, it's, that's a good, it's a good way just to start with a, you know, here's some templates. There will be yes. definite templates of things you would want to do. And there are templates. If you go to the Shortcuts app, there's the gallery. And you can go into the gallery and install shortcuts that other people have used and look at those as a template if you're interested, too. Oh, that's interesting, right? Okay, I haven't actually gone in there. I just I just go in. It's a bit like going into – it's like, you know, a man going into a lingerie area <laughs> in a store. You, just, yes. you stand there for about five seconds and you just run away terrified. Even blind people can sense <laughs> – the lingerie area. I sense bras. I, I sense ladies' things, and I don't want it to be anywhere near them. Um, there is even an accessibility section in the gallery as well. I love, I love that you're trying I, to bring I'm, this I'm back. Changing. I love it. I'm changing. I love it. I'm, I'm already going, going red. The gallery. I was scared where he was going about that accessibility section. Right. I tried my best. Move on. Like, shall we talk WhatsApp? Please. Because people will be screaming at their earpieces saying, please, while you talk about WhatsApp, you promised all week you were going to talk about WhatsApp. You said you were going to do demos. Uh, We didn't get it. No, of course we got to the demos. (laughs) Uh, We're going to start with Michael's demo of WhatsApp on the Mac with beta, this new beta version. So we'll come back and talk about it in a few minutes. And But uh, before that, we'll hear your version, your demo of the the beta version, and then you'll hear my demo of the PC. So uh, strap in, guys. Here comes a demo on Double Tap. I know, I didn't think the day would ever happen either. All right, so I'm going to show you WhatsApp real quick on the Mac, which actually isn't a bad Catalyst application. So because I'm all about Launch Bar, I'm going to press Command Space. Launch Bar, System Dialog, Action Menu, Button. Type in WH. WhatsApp, Application. And if I held the letter H, it would automatically open it, but I didn't, so I'll tap Enter. Audio Hijack, WhatsApp, WhatsApp Beta Window, Compose Message Edit Text, Has Keyboard Focus. And I'm immediately put into a compose message field. If I press VOJ, which is the jump to command, you'll hear the last name of the group that I was messaging. In table, selected, IA team, message. So now my focus is in the table of conversations I'm having. And on this table, I find focus jumps me to the bottom. So I do a VO home. Jeff, your message. And that puts me on Jeff. And it didn't say selected, but if I press VO right arrow. Blind Ham's Haven. Five unread messages. Voice selected. I-18. Message from maybe Leslie. You'll hear that it says selected. So let's say that I want to message Jeff. I'll press VO home. Jeff. I'll press VO space. Selected. Jeff. Compose message. Edit text. And you heard that it now says selected Jeff. And then it gave me a little sound and put focus into the edit box for my typing a message. I find pressing VO end. Button up. Button. That is an, a weirdly labeled button to give feedback. Someone should give them feedback on that weirdly labeled button. And then VO left arrow. Voice message button. You can record your voice message there. While you're recording, you do have a stop button, a pause, or a send button. So you don't even have to stop the recording. You can just hit send. Or there's cancel. Use your items user to find it. Last thing I want to show you real quick. If you press VOJ anywhere in WhatsApp, in table, selected. Je- You're taken to the list of message conversations you can have. If you press VOJ again. In table, your message. It puts you in a list of messages in a table. You can use VO left and right arrow keys to go through. And then one last thing. I know, I know, I keep saying it. But stop interacting and then hit VO home. Show sidebar button. And there's more stuff in the sidebar you can check out too. Okay, so to follow up on that with the PC demo, uh, here is WhatsApp on the PC. So I'll hit the start menu. Search box edit. Type in text. And I'll type in WhatsApp. WhatsApp app. Press right to switch preview. Only got the hua of WhatsApp. And there it is. So I'll hit enter. Wha, enter. WhatsApp. Search or start a new chat edit. Type in text. So here I'm dropped into a box that will let me type the name of someone I want to have a conversation with. So it could be Sean or whoever. And I could do that. I could just start typing Sean and then hit tab. Sean, chat's list box. Sean Priest, hello, Sean. So there you go. So I can hit enter on that. Enter, type to Sean Priest, edit, period. And right away, I'm in a text field, which lets me type to Sean and send him a message. Now, just like the Mac, you have the option to move around. Obviously, I'm going to use tab. Record voice message button. To activate, press space bar. So I can record a message in the same way. And then when I press that button, focus actually stays there. So I'm able to stop recording by just hitting space bar again. 
and then I can just hit enter and it will send the voice message. So that's nice and easy to do. Uh, if I shift tab a few times, type to show and preset so back it. to the text add field, attachment button. I can add to activate, add emoji button, emojis. to activate messages list box. That takes you, me into the entire list of messages, which I can move up and down with my arrow keys up and down. 07 slash 03 slash 2023. You hello Sean 1120 slash you. 1654 received six of six. Okay, I think I might have sent him a blank message, but there you go. He'll get over it. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, Sean. Uh, now I'm going to shift tab again. Find within chat button to activate I can press space. Chats. Audio call button. Audio to call. activate video call button. Video to call. activate press space bar. Now, to navigate actual chats themselves here, this is actually quite cool. What you can do is very quickly navigate the chats you have already open, uh, not new chats, but actual chats you've been having already, by holding down Control and pressing 1 or Control 2 or Control 3 or Control 4. And whatever order the list is, that will take you to those chats. So if I hit Control 1... Control 1. Nothing will happen because I'm already on that chat. That's the chat with Sean. So chat 2... Control 2. Type to group double tap audio edit. So that's the group we have here at AMI for the double tap audio team. That's the WhatsApp group. So there you are. And right away, I'm in the text field, which lets me send a message to them. Or, of course, I can hit tab. Record voice message. And send a voice message. So kind of cool. Again, control three. Control three. Type to group the Globe and Mail today edit. Now, this is a group we talk to regularly because uh, we are on the production team for the Globe and Mail. So I can just immediately, like before, I can send a message by typing it out or I can hit tab. Record voice message button. And record it as well. Now, there are lots of other areas in here, like the settings options and stuff. And there's lots of shortcut keys as well. And if you use JAWS, all you have to do is hit insert H. JAWS specific WhatsApp keys colon. Link to read the name and status of the selected contact if visible. Press Alt plus S. Link that's, to go to the chat edit. Link to go to the chat list. Press Alt plus C. Yep, chat list Alt C. Link to go to the selected chat's history. Press Alt plus H. And so on. Lots of other commands in there which you can get to by just hitting uh, or holding down Insert and H. So that's just a brief overview of the PC version of WhatsApp. And that's it. As simple as that, really. I mean, we could go into a lot more detail, I guess, on both sides, but that really is it. Sean, thoughts? I was very impressed, firstly. Yeah, fantastic. I'm interested in the Mac beta. From what I heard before, WhatsApp wasn't that great uh, on the Mac, but that beta seemed to make total sense. I mean, for me, that's part of the problem when an app may be technically accessible, but navigating around <laughs> sort of you know, gets you lost. <laughs> but that seemed to make total sense. So the beta, is that uh, invite only or is that easy to nope. get hold of? It's easy to get a hold of. I got it off of 9to5Mac. Um, it is a Catalyst app, for the, and I mentioned that at the beginning. For those who don't know, that's Apple's way of making cross-platform applications. So, um, for example, this it would be a similar experience if I was using the iOS app on this. Um, they just call things tables, and you actually see that. I, I was jealous of Stephen's control one through whatever to jump to different messages. Command one uh, takes you to chats, two takes you to calls, and three takes you to settings. So controller option doesn't give you that flexibility. But again, this is beta on the Mac. So uh, it, it's it's coming along and, and it's a lot cleaner than it used to be. It used to just be one of those web wrapped apps. So it's a web page yes. wrapped in an app. And that is not the case anymore, thankfully. Well, it's interesting. I'm going to be talking about Twitter next week. And that is one web app. WAP, <laughs> as I like to call it. Uh, that is uh, one of those, which the web wrapper, as you say, uh, where they've put the website into this, and it actually worked really well. Hmm. I was really surprised by it. And I, I really, I kind of feel I want to spend more time using Twitter on the PC as opposed to the phone. I don't know. I just, I, I'm one of these people, if I'm working on something, I like it. If I'm working on the computer, I want to work on the computer. I feel using the phone, it just feels a little bit, I don't know. It's just maybe it's an age thing, maybe just with me. I, I, I just don't I, like typing on the phone, that's all. Well, there's even that with as a well. Bluetooth even, keyboard, even, no, I even with it. a keyboard, yeah, but that's the problem, right? Because you've got the, you know, you still got to navigate up and you, I don't know. I just find it, I'd rather just sit down at an app and actually use it. But WhatsApp has really changed my view on things because, you know, there was a while where I really wanted to find a way. And this is what started it for me, Michael, was I wanted to find a way to use the PC for mostly everything not everything because obviously there's a lot of applications i use i mean i use cleanfeed for doing the show and you know cleanfeed on the pc is excellent but on the mac it's actually pretty good as well thanks thanks to one particular feature item chooser in voiceover 
That yeah. is just this, the answer to everything. It is yeah. the holy grail when it comes to the, the, the way to find your way around. You know, if you're looking for a record button, you just hold down VO, hit I, and then suddenly everything that's in that window is available to you. Doesn't care if it's a link, doesn't care if it's a button, doesn't care what it is. If it's got text written on it, you can, <laughs> and you know what that text is, you can find it. So a record button, that kind of thing, stop button, save recordings, names, mute button for Sean, all that stuff. Hey, it's all and, there. And you can do uh, first letter navigation as well. Okay, well, multiple letter navigation, I think. Yeah, multiple. You can just start yeah. typing the name typing. of it. So, if it, when I'm in the render dialog I, in Reaper, I use item chooser all the time because I'm too lazy to go into preferences and change my default from wave to flak because flak saves a lot of room. So I just do voi type in wav hit down arrow once and then vo space and enter flak. And that sounds like a lot of work, but once you do it, it takes a second or two um, to to be able to quickly jump versus having to use the tab key twenty thousand times to be able to yes. find the button. <laughs> it's Absolutely. funny. I Item chooser is kind of like the mouse for a Mac. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No, it you, you is. You know yeah, what you're absolutely. looking for and you just go straight to it rather than having to faff around and arrow, arrow, tab, tab, tab. Although in saying <laughs> that, you know, on the WhatsApp app, I do feel this is the one thing about the PC that I, I feel is different to the Mac. Obviously, and, and it's all to do with the interaction model of the way the, the Mac voiceover system works. But you do have, I think, a much more transparent layout. So you can sort of get a feel of the app, you know, because you get a sense of where things are. Maybe not visually necessarily, but you do get a sense of where things are. You know, for example, we've all done that thing where we know it's, you know, if, if you're looking for a certain button or a five certain... Five tabs back, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Shift tab five times. And you, it's funny when you tell people and they go, really, five what? times? Like, yeah, no, do it. And you're like, oh, that works, right, okay. Because uh, it's just, you get to know where things are. Um but yeah, it, 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 but yeah, WhatsApp has is, is been interesting for sure. I, I, and like I say, it started from the place I wanted to move away. And this is the first application I've seen that kind of gives me the iMessage and FaceTime options that you, you oh, can't great. yet do, unless you maybe down the line with the phone link app, and we'll be talking about that neither the time when it comes along. Yeah. Obviously, with the, the Microsoft phone link app now being updated to support iPhone. But my question is, how kind accessible of. is that going to be? Yeah, no voice messages. I doubt no, if you can no send voice video messages and or... no past messages. That's what gets yeah. me because I can't point? pull my old messages. That does seem strange, doesn't it? It's strange, but, but what's it's, it's about the encryption is really what it comes down to. The iCloud encryption where your messages are stored. You mean it's Apple's fault? Yeah, everything's <laughs> Apple's fault. <laughs> because we the, use, the, the we use what? paranoid co- uh, co- corporation. That was what uh, David said. Inc. 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 I love that. Apple, David. Inc. Inc. Apple Inc. <laughs> Incorporated. Um, yeah. So the. That WhatsApp has really sort of taken over for us, though, hasn't it, Steve? That's the thing we use all the time. And it's so easy. It's so quick. And installing it, actually, uh, well, not actually installing it, is linking it to your account is pretty straightforward as well. It uses a QR code. So you open up WhatsApp on your phone. Uh, I think it's in settings and link device. And then basically you point your camera once you've got the installation open on your computer. And there's a QR code on the screen. And I haven't had really too much trouble in picking that up you know because i can't see the screen anyway but just point in the general direction the qr code is picked up and whatsapp starts syncing and it's ready to use on your computer it's amazing as long as mac os doesn't have a dialogue in front of the qr code and you stretch a hdmi cord across the room trying to get it to work and you're like why is this not working and then you have to call ira and they're like yeah we see qr code but there's a screen in front of it too i'm like ah there's always every time yeah (laughs) i and also, could I just say this, just just as a tip, because this got me a few times, is after you do link it and it comes up on your computer and you see all the conversations, you think, this is it, this is done. But you need to leave the app open on your phone and the app open on Windows while it all syncs. If you close it again, then it, you'll have to sync it up with a QR code. And I find it very tricky afterwards. So just, yeah, let it sync. It doesn't take long either, really, does oh, it? Oh, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Uh it's interesting because Michael, in order to do this for us, he, you know, it's so funny. It's always the same. I feel this is just a, a curse on all of us. I, I don't know if you guys have had this, but, you know, certainly as I've been losing more vision, I find it harder to read things and certainly for any length of time. And um, it seems to me whenever I make a decision to not use my eyes, someone says, could you read this? Or, hey, here's a really interesting picture. <laughs> and it seems it's like every time I have that thought, and it was the same yeah. with you because I was thinking about this, 
Michael had just set up his Mac Mini to be headless, meaning no monitor attached. Because what do you care, right? So you're thinking, exactly. I'll just, I'll just. Do you have an HDMI dummy in it? Do you have one of those little dummy? Nope. And nope. it's okay. It's not complaining. It's, it's it's working just fine. We did have a monitor plugged in when we set up set this up because this was going to be my wife's Mac, and then somehow I ended up with it. So she's she has that. Well Mac done, you. Yeah, yeah. I think I <laughs> I think I came out ahead, but you know, we, we she doesn't listen, so I can say that. Well, you hope she doesn't. Maybe True. The, maybe, this is the, maybe this is the only technology show she can listen to instead. Right. She finds it enjoyable there. Yes, this one. Um, but I'm going to use that. That line is going to be on posters. It's the only technology show I can stand, says David in Missouri. Um, it was Missouri, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, it was. was. I love that name, by the way. Missouri. Sounds so Missouri, cool. Missouri, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so uh, the, the HDMI dummy thing's interesting because I was thinking of, uh, I've, I've actually got an HDMI dummy. I, mm. I was playing around with the idea a while back, and um, I never really got the, the dummy. Never, never it, met the you? Mac, unfortunately. I'm thinking of I something did. like the Fire TV, the Apple TV, anything like that. Oh yeah, well actually, yeah. Don't get me started on that. We've not a lot of time left, but we do have an email coming up soon that's that's on that very topic, and I think ah. people are going to be very excited by this because uh, one of our listeners has found a great way to use the Fire Stick for audio. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, what else did I want to mention oh, on that point? Can, can I quickly mention? Uh, I believe you want to mention the Jaws uh, features with WhatsApp as well. Um, oh yeah, the Jaws. Yeah, so I mentioned yes. that, but just a, just a couple of them there because there's so many. And if you've got Jaws, you can just go in and, and arrow down the list uh, in uh, Insert H, which I mentioned the other day, and I, I think it's still a great thing to to bring up because I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, Michael, have you been a Jaws user? Do you train people yep. in Jaws? Yep, I've I've used Jaws. Jaws is what I got started with. Yeah. So I started using Jaws in version three point five, and I'm a Mac user. But when I'm on Windows, Jaws is my primary screen reader. So did you? You? Well, obviously, did you know? Of course, you did. Everyone probably knows, and I'm just the last person in the world to find out. <laughs> we but were amazed, but you told me it was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that Jaws had those kind of. Well, certainly didn't realize it could tell you all the different shortcuts for a yep. specific application in there. Yeah, um, if they're supported. Um, uh, yeah. I, I had not used WhatsApp with JAWS by itself. I did use Brian's scripts uh, that he made for WhatsApp, and that was a pretty pleasant experience. But aside from that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I haven't. I still haven't bought those scripts because I'm incredibly tight. But then well I found you. this list of <laughs> – when I found the list, it was like – honestly, it was like the, the – I remember once coming home um, – from work and I remember going into my cupboard I wouldn't say the name of the chocolate because it probably doesn't exist in Canada but it was a, a bag of, of candy essentially uh, that I found unopened sitting in the That's cupboard scary. I could have won 800 million dollars on the, the Powerball or whatever it is over there in America and I would have not cared I was so happy with that candy That's, <laughs> you that's had how chocolate. I work You were happy Basically it was free chocolate and I was so happy <laughs> At least I it just, wasn't free, disappointing chocolate. You know? Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. It, it didn't last. Not. No chocolate's disappointing, Stephen. Exactly. Come on, Michael. Also, if you're an NVDA user, there is an add-on for WhatsApp. Um, I, I can't find it in the uh, NVDA directory, funnily enough, if I go through the app. But if, I just, if you just Google search NVDA WhatsApp add-on, you'll find it, download it, install it, and you can use keyboard shortcuts such as Control-R to stop and stop a recording. Um, Alt-Left and Right-Arrow will jump you between the conversation lists and the uh, the text messaging area and the message history. It's really cool. It's funny, isn't it, why this app has kind of caught our, all of our attention? You know, is it because it's of the cross accessibility? Cross-platform yeah. and yeah. accessibility, definitely. Yeah. It was. Well, I, sorry, come on. Oh. I was just going to say, and it's on a lot of devices for WhatsApp listeners. It's on, or for blind shell listeners, it's also on the blind shell. So it's it's just yeah, there, and it's yeah. one of those universal Absolutely, apps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I always forget that it's on there. Oh, speaking of which, now you sent me an email the other day, Michael. I must remember to tell people this. Uh, I had to get you on the show to remind me to read you your email, which is kind of weird. But there we go. Um, we've been talking a lot about the Victor Reader stream. We'll be talking more about it on Monday. Um, BBC Sounds is going to be on the third generation, correct? That's my understanding. I, I don't know for sure, but that is my understanding. But it is available on the blind shelf for users who have a BBC Sounds account, yeah. which you do have to sign into or sign up for, and then it's available. Uh, just final points on WhatsApp, because there was a couple things I wanted to mention just on the as we went along there. Um, one is the linked devices that you talked about, Sean. Uh, I think it's five devices, isn't it? It's one, one phone and four devices on top and i think that's good to know because yeah. you can have it signed into multiple 
systems. I've got it on two laptops here, one yeah. in the shed and one here in front of me in the dining room. Uh, sadly, you can't put it on another iPhone. I would, I would want it. I've got an iPhone here that I use that doesn't have a SIM in it. I would love to use it on that one, but um, you can. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of annoying because you would think, could you maybe put it on an Android? But I suppose you can. Uh, it, I don't know. It'll switch so. to it. So uh, uh, right. I cannot have WhatsApp on my iPhone and my blind shell. It's one or the other. It's weird, isn't it? And you think you can have it on four computers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's dumb, but, you know, give and take. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, there was a time when you could... Do you remember the time that if you closed the app? Or, or, no, sorry, not the, if you had the app open, you would scan the QR code. This was back in the early days of this. You would scan the, the QR code, and it would only be functional while the phone was on, mm-hmm. sitting mm-hmm. next to the computer yeah. with yeah, that app right. open. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and WhatsApp away, used to charge away. for use of it, too. It used to be a dollar a year. Yep, before oh, wow. Facebook bought them, it was like a dollar, dollar a year. year. Yep, <laughs> and I'm not paying anything. I want it for free, a dollar a year. It's yeah, extortionate. That. Um, the one final thing I want to mention is VOJ, because that is the command that I have to say has, it's one of those commands that's really useful to know. So like the item chooser, actually, really useful to know. If you're stuck in an application and you think, I just can't move around this application, try VOJ. Uh, which is the jump command. Now, what happens when you do VOJJ? Because I've heard you can do it twice and something happens. So if I do VOJJ specifically, and of course I'm doing a live demo while we do this while I'm trying it, and I do VOJJ, it just jumps me between the table of the list of conversations and the list of the text for that specific conversation. So I don't see anything special happening when I do VOJJ. Right, okay. I thought there was something we, special. We, we used that command specifically in the, was it the messages or mail app in Mac? Messages, you had to You had to do VOJJ to get it to jump to somewhere specific. And I can't remember what that was, oh, though. But, okay. Okay. Yeah, Maybe it's, it's changed. It's, this is, again, the thing about no instructions. I mean, yes, I know there are instructions and material out there. But, you, you know, to get to that specific thing, you know, you'd have to read the entire manual. And I have not a good time for that. Well, you have, but you just don't well, want do, to. Yeah, That's absolutely fine. <laughs> Listen, uh, Michael, it's been great having you on. That's the hour. I can't believe it. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us today. Come back next week because we'd love to talk more with you about the Mac. And, you know, what I love about this is we're getting to talk about apps specifically uh, that can be really you know useful to people. And I hope this has helped people today. So thank you, Michael. Um, I guess we can find you splattered all over the Internet in yeah, a good way. For- yeah, yeah. For the most part, look for Unmute presenting your favorite podcast platform uh, or technically working. And then, of course, I'm always on Kelly and Remya every Monday as their first contributor of the show. Oh, that's nice. Technically working. That applies to you, Stephen. I like that. Technically, <laughs> he's working. Technically, yes. Yep, that that was someone. the theme behind the show. Technically, <laughs> we're working, even though we're doing other things, too. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, in my case, nothing. Uh, but anyway, thank you very much. And thank you, we Michael. will catch you guys tomorrow. Uh, we're back uh, tomorrow. What's weekend edition? Yes, we've got lots of emails to go through. Uh, drifting off the topic of tech for a little bit. There's <laughs> something unusual. Uh, but we'll get into your emails tomorrow. Lots of interesting conversations. So all your feedback we'll get into then. And even a little special extra on Sunday. Just <gasps> saying, if you're on the podcast, you've got a little extra special on Sunday. So more details on that. And then on Monday, we're going to be talking all about the Victoria stream. Any questions, get them in because we can pose them to our uh, reviewer, Aaron Linson, who will be joining us for that conversation. That's it for today, though. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend and we will be back tomorrow. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.